Well, praise the Lord. Jesus is coming back. Last week we talked about why he was coming back. We're going to do the same thing this week. We looked at the Old Testament and saw that Jesus wants to come back and establish the firm relationship that he had with Adam and Eve before sin entered into the picture. So today we're beginning to look at the New Testament. Why is Jesus coming back? Let's look, first of all, at Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. Matthew 4, 17. And when the time, when that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, the kingdom of heaven has drawn near. That's the reason that Jesus wants to come and set up the kingdom, the kingdom of God. One of the first scriptures that God ever gave me when I started walking with him was Matthew uh, 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto me. So that's what God wants us to do, to seek the kingdom of God first. The way to live in the kingdom of God. Remember back in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, that God made man in his image and likeness? In other words, he brought him into a relationship to have dominion and authority over his creation. Well, that's what Jesus is wanting to do now. He's wanting to bring us into the identity that we are in the likeness and image of God. When we are born again, we are in the image of God. And we have to take dominion and subdue God's creation. Jesus has come back to set up his kingdom here on this earth. So in Matthew chapter 5 through 7, there are some teachings that we always look at uh, called the Sermon on the Mount. What I call them is the Constitution of the Kingdom of God. It tells us how God wants us to live in relationship with one another and with him and to live in the Kingdom of God that's going to benefit us for an eternity. We are taught how to live in the Kingdom. We're taught what to say. We're taught what attitudes we're to have. So in Matthew 7, 5 through 7, we are to learn how to live in the kingdom of God because God is sending forth his son. He sent forth his son into the world to issue and to usher in the kingdom of God. Repent. In other words, Jesus is saying, listen, I want you to have a change of mind. You've been thinking like the world. Now I want you to begin to think like the kingdom of God principles. Think like God. I'm uh, doing a, a study right now on the mindset of Jesus to be able to think like him. And everything that he has said and done to think like him. That's what God wants us to do in the kingdom of God. So, 
I encourage you to read Matthew 5 through 7, and it's going to teach you how to live in the kingdom. So Jesus taught about the kingdom, and he showed us what the kingdom of God is all about, what the Father desires for us. First of all, he desires for all of us to be healed. He doesn't desire for any of us to, to be sick. I don't know of a father that lives upon the face of the earth of the day that wants their children sick. No, he wants them to always be walking in health. Remember in in Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 through 4, talked about the leper that came. And this man was, well, thrown out of the society, basically, he could not exist within society, but Jesus cares for the leper, those that are rejected by people, those that are rejected by society. Then he, in, in Matthew chapter 8, there was a Roman centurion that came to Jesus or sent his servants to come to Jesus, depending on whether you're reading in Matthew or Luke. It tells us that even he wants the Gentiles, the Romans, to come to know the kingdom way of life. And that is healing. Then over in Matthew chapter um, 8, verses 14 and 15, it came to Peter's house. And Jesus saw the, the wife's mother lying sick. In other words, listen, he wants families to be healed. He wants members of the family to be healed. And then in verse uh, 16 of chapter 8, many came. So God is saying in the kingdom of God that Jesus came to initiate, to usher in, he wants healing to take care of all the people in the kingdom of God. Boy. That's a good place to be, walking in the health of God. I just uh, gotten through uh, dealing with uh, with COVID, healed of it completely because God wants me to be healed. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. Well, what else is the kingdom of God dealing with? It's dealing with the authority of God upon the face of the earth. You remember also in Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 through 26? Let's look at that a moment. 23 through 26. Now, Jesus got into the boat, and the disciples followed him, and suddenly a great storm arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves, but Jesus was sleeping. <laughs> it didn't bother Jesus. But his disciples came to him and said, Lord, uh, we're perishing here. Don't you care? And so Jesus rebuked them, so to speak, about having little faith. And then he got up and rebuked the storm. He took authority over the storm. That's what the kingdom of God's way of living is to take authority over not only physical storms, but mental storms, spiritual storms. Storms within our family. He wants us to take authority over the storm. 
I know when, when there's a storm coming, physical storm coming, and I see the report on, on the weather forecast, I say, no, not here. Not here. You're not going to destroy my household. You're not going to destroy me. Take authority over the storm. Then in Luke chapter uh, 5, uh, Jesus got into one of the boats of the disciples after they'd been fishing all night. And Jesus said, after he was teaching, he said, now launch out into the deep and catch some fish. And the disciples said, well, that's what we've been like this all night long. But they said, nevertheless, we're going to do this. Launched, launched out into the deep and the fish got into the boat. See, he took authority over the fish. That's what Jesus had, had wanted Adam and Eve to do from the very beginning of time, to take authority over God's creation. Can you imagine going and fishing and say, okay, fish, jump into the boat? <laughs> that is a possibility. We have that authority to take over God's creation. Hallelujah. So, what else with this kingdom of God life going to be like? It's going to be, well, Jesus has said, I'm going to make disciples, and I'm going to get them to follow me. Over in Matthew chapter 9, verses 9 through 13, we have Matthew, a tax collector. And Jesus came by and said, listen, I want you to leave your work and come follow me. So he put down a tax collector. Now, how many of you love tax collectors? Huh? How many of you, I know at this time of the year, in uh, February of 2022, taxes are being dealt with. How many ever loved tax collecting? Well, Jesus does. Jesus loves the person. And he chose Matthew to follow him. Then uh, over in Luke chapter uh, 5, Luke chapter 5, verses uh, 10 and 11. Luke chapter 5, verses 10 and 11. Uh, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon, Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch fish. And so they both, uh, they brought their boats to the land. They forsook all and followed him. You see, Jesus is warning disciples within the kingdom of God to be able to spread the gospel. He's, that's all, that's what he's warning. Now, within the midst of all of this, within the midst of the healing, and the health that God wants us to have in the midst of the authority that God wants us to have in the midst of making disciples to follow him. There's a central, uh, a very central principle in the kingdom of God that's very firm and it's called prayer. Remember over in Luke chapter 11, disciples came to Jesus and asked him one thing, Lord, teach us to pray. Because they saw that that was the, 
center of Jesus' ministry. He would go off and pray and come back and minister. He would go off and pray, come back and heal people, set people free. He would go off and pray and come back and teach. So they knew that they needed to learn how to pray. Prayer is central to the ministry of the kingdom of God. That's what we need to learn. We need to know how to pray. Now, with all of that, how do we get into this? Well, Jesus tells us in John chapter 3, he tells us how to get into it. John chapter 3. Oh, you know where I'm going. Yeah, Nicodemus came to him. And Nicodemus started talking to him about the kingdom of God, talking about all these things that he was doing. And Jesus said unto him, Most assuredly I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You can't even come into it. You can't even see it unless you're born of the Spirit. Born of the Spirit. Born of God. Once you are born of God, then you can see it. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son, Jesus, that whoever believed in him should have eternal life. you got to receive Jesus into your life to be able to walk in the kingdom that God has for us. Praise the Lord. So, uh well, now that I, I'm, I'm into the kingdom and, and, and he wants me to be a disciple, he wants me to be have authority, um, well, I don't know if I can do this by myself. Well, Jesus says you probably can't. So Jesus said, I'm going to give you help. He He's not saying here, now here it all is, now you go for it. No, he's giving us help. The help is the Holy Spirit. Remember when uh, John chapter 14, verse 16, Jesus said, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper, another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. You need help and I'm going to give you help. Then in uh, John chapter 15, verse 26, but when the helper comes, whom I will send and to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. He's going to tell you about Jesus. He's going to tell you about Jesus. And then in chapter 16, 12 through 15, he said he will guide us into all truth and tell us of things to come. So in the kingdom of God, we have help. And in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he said, now you're going to receive power so you can be a witness. And that's what took place on Acts 2, 1 through 4, the day of Pentecost. They all received the power of the Holy Spirit to function in the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. That's what Jesus said you need. So, in the midst of that, I'm to take the responsibility of demonstrating the kingdom of God power. That's what Jesus said I was to do. John chapter 20, verses 21 through 23. Jesus said, 
The Father, as a, peace be unto you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. I'm sending you just like the Father has sent me. I'm sending you. Do the kingdom of God work. He came to usher in the kingdom of God. In John chapter 20, verse 30, and truly Jesus did many signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. Many things were taking place that disciples saw, and they would do the same thing. John chapter 14, verse 12 says, The same things that I did, you're going to do. And even greater works you're going to do. And then he sends out the commission for us in John chapter, uh, John chapter, uh, 28 verses 18 through 20. Oh, you, let, let's just remind ourselves of that because it's very important that we need to know that we are to walk in the kingdom of God and to function like Jesus in the kingdom of God. He came to usher in that kingdom, and we are to be like him in the kingdom of God to help people to come into that relationship with him. He said that all authority has been given unto me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. So we are to go and do the same thing Jesus did. Go now, make disciples. We are to teach, just like Jesus taught, taught all things that uh, he wants us to know about kingdom way of life and how to live in the kingdom, what's going to take place in the kingdom. Then over in Mark chapter 16, we have further notice as to what we are to be involved in. Mark chapter 16, verse 16 and following, talking about that uh, verse 17, that we are well, verses 15, we are to go into the world and preach the gospel. And then verse 17, the signs will follow, they will cast out demons. That's what Jesus did. We're to speak with new tongues. We're to take up serpents and they will nothing deadly hurt us. And we shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You see, Jesus' way of kingdom life, he came to bring it. He came to bring it. And when he comes back, he's coming to bring it in its fullness. He's coming to bring the kingdom of God in his fullness, Jesus is coming back to set up his kingdom fully here on this earth. He started it, got disciples to walk in it, walk according to the way he walked. Now he's saying, listen, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to set up my kingdom in all his fullness. Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and, and all the holy angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory. He will sit on His throne governing His kingdom upon the face of the earth. Guess what? We, there'll be no vote. <laughs> there'll be no vote. 
What Jesus says goes. He has the authority. He'll be telling us what to do, how to do it, and everything will take place according to his will being done on earth as it is in heaven. He'll be doing the Father's will. So, whoa. Uh, let's finish up here in Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. Uh, starting with verse 1. I don't know about you, but I got to have some water. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 22, verses 1 through 14. Jesus answered and spoke to them again in parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son. Hmm. Sounds familiar? The kingdom of heaven is like a king who arranged a marriage for his son. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're his son. Hallelujah. And sent out his servants to those who were invited into the wedding, and they were not willing to come. There's certain people not willing to come. Again, he sent out other servants to tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatted calf are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. And they made light of it and went their ways. And, and one of his own form, another to his business. We got stuff here on this earth to do. We can't be tending to this wedding feast. All right. Uh, so then verse 7. Then the king heard about it and was furious. And then he sent out his servants in verse 8. Uh, the wedding is ready. Those who are invited are not worthy. Therefore, go into the highways and, and as many as you find, invite them to the wedding. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all whom they found and, and both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. And when the king came to see the guests, he saw a man who did not have a wedding garment. You gotta have the wedding garment on. You gotta accept Jesus Christ to come into the wedding feast. God has gone out to the highways and byways to gather people in for the wedding feast. That's what He's wanted. There are gonna be people who are too busy, the people that don't think that's what's necessary, they're gonna reject it, but the common people who are willing to come to the wedding feast, those are the ones going to be married to Jesus. Those are the ones that are bride into the marriage feast. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm a bride. How about you? Are you ready for Jesus' return? That's what we're going to look at next week. But we need to get ready. And let me pray for you now, because we need to know that Jesus is coming back. He's going to set up his kingdom in its fullness. He came to usher it in. He came to give us what the kingdom looks like, how to operate in it, how to walk in it, 
how to speak it, how to function it, how to minister in it, how to follow him in it, and to hear his voice. He's given us help to do that. Now, we need to know that we need to get ourselves ready for his return. Let me pray for you today. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that you're coming back. We look forward to it. We look forward to it. You've come to set up the kingdom of God on this earth. And we want to be walking in that kingdom as you have set us in at your right hand right now. We are here on this earth to help the kingdom of God to function now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us that help. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Brilha a luz que inunda o meu viver.